All right, uh, I want to talk about choices, and, and the truth is, uh, you know, some, maybe about three months ago, I was sitting with, uh, with, with, with Zach. Zach's our youth pastor, and we were talking about choices, and I said, the truth is, choices, uh, Christianity is about choice. Our relationship with God is all about choices, okay? And what we will do, what we won't do, you know? Uh, one of the, the cool things is that, that choices allows us power, Okay, I'm reminded oftentimes when I think in these terms, I'm thinking of a leaf floating down a gutter full of water. You've seen that before, right? I mean, when we were children, you know, I don't think our mothers liked it, but we were out there, we'd make boats and, we'd, and they'd go one way, down, right? Down the gutter. But there was water and it was kind of exciting, but those leaves and those little boats, they had no rudders, they, had no, they just went where the water took us. The cool thing about the life that you've been given is that you have a rudder. You understand what I mean by that? With all things being as equal as they can be, you and I have the the capacity to almost do and be anything we want to be. Okay? You understand that? But so often it's simply about choice. And I understand not everybody is kind of created equal. Okay, some some of some of you are prettier than than other uh, others. Okay, some of us some of you are smarter than others. Okay, so there's with all of those things kind of being smirched together in a, in a uh, in this big pie of of humanity. Uh, the truth is that there's a lot of power that you have. So it's a horrible thing to feel like we're, the life is happening to me and I can't stop it. You ever felt like that before? Okay. The truth is, God has given you power. And it's in the power of choosing. It's in the power of choice. And, and in the next three weeks, uh, uh, after this, I'm, I'm going to talk about the big choices. The truth is, big choices and small choices matter. Uh, uh, next week, we'll probably talk about choices and temptation. And you know, the nasty stuff, right? Choices in daily living and choices in your future. But let's, uh, let's just let's, let's ruminate on, on some of the things that have just to do with the choices that you can make. Where you are now in, in every aspect of your life is about choices. It ultimately is the result of choices that you made uh, in the last few years. Okay? Where, here's the cool thing. Where you will be. Where you will be is about the choices you're making now. I understand things do happen, that things that are out of our, basically out of our control, but there's a whole lot about life and that, that, that happens because of the choices that we make. Uh, I, hopefully this can be an empowering message, something that's positive to, for you and to you. And the truth is, I'm not really talking, we can, we can apply this to, to jobs and, and relationships and all of those kinds of things that make up the day-to-day stuff of life, okay? And, and perhaps it can be and should be applied, but today I want to talk about the big one, about choosing to serve God. Choosing to serve God. That's something, believe it or not, I mean, that we continue to make those choices. I mean, there, there may have been one big choice. I'm, I'm, going to deci- I'm, I'm deciding to serve God. And then, then day to day to day to day. All right. Turn with me to Joshua, the 24th chapter.
Now, let me give you some background here as, as we look at Moses went into the, to the promised land. And actually, I'm sorry. Moses went into Egypt. Moses went into Egypt and God, uh, through, and through God, delivered the children of Israel. All right? And one of the things that God had so, told Moses, he said, I'm going to take you and these people out from here and I'm going to take you to a land that I'm going to give to you. And it's a land that flows with milk and honey. That was his way of saying it's a really, really neat place. It's a place where you and your children can grow. This is a place, I mean, since they were all farmers and, they, you know, if, if, if they had anything, they would be agriculturally driven. He says, we're going to give you land. And this land will be a good land. It will produce the kind of food that you need and the the kind of food that you want. This is going to be a place where you you can raise your children. You can have children and you can raise them and they can have families. And and this is going to be a good place. And so they went went on this trip and they went out into the desert. And as they they got uh, close, you know, it's kind of a long story. You might might want to read the whole thing. They got close to uh, the Jordan River. And God spoke to him and says, okay, you see on the other side of this river, this is the land that I'm going to give you. Okay? And I'm speaking in very, very general terms. You can read, read, this, uh, read about this for yourself if, yourselves if you haven't done that. And I think, the mista- I think it was a mistake. It doesn't say in the scripture that it was a mistake, but they sent spies out across the river. Okay? And they, they went and looked out this land, and it was a beautiful land, it was a wonderful land, but there was opposition, there were people living there. Okay? And, and there, was, there were two guys, I think there was a number of spies that went over to look, look, look the land over, but, and they, when they came back, only two of them were in favor of making the trip. The rest of them said, man, it's a beautiful land, it's a great thing, it's, I mean, all of these things are great, but... Those people are big. This is not going to be easy. In fact, we're probably going to fail. In spite of all the good things that we can see there, this is probably not a good idea. And so because they said this, that incited fear in the ranks of all the people. Okay? But there were two people, Joshua and Caleb, says, look, we can do this. God is with us. He's taking us, taking us through here. He'll see us through that. And there was a rebellion. Big mess of a rebellion. Okay, 40 years later, they, they don't make the trip. So they go around and they do circles in the desert for the next 40 years. And everybody who resisted died. Every one of them died. Every one of them. Tells you, don't be rebellious. Okay? Okay. God will have you doing circles in the desert until, 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 until you, I mean, your sandals may not wear out, but you will. Okay, and so they get they they and 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 so by this time Moses is dead, and God has raised up Joshua as his successor, and he goes through this and they go through the land they they go ahead and they cross over they take it all and da 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 and and they've they've had a great life here. Great life. They've taken most of the land that God gave them, so they were successful. They went across this time. They learned obedience through the things that they suffered. I think that's a a passage out of the book of Romans. Things don't really change. 
We still learn learn obedience because of the things that we suffer. Or we die in the wilderness. I think that's really the choices that we end up having, that we either submit to God who loves us and is forever, ever patient, but he's also uh, tenacious. He doesn't give up. His will is still his will, no matter what it is. Some died, but some went in. Some went in. Okay. All right. And, and, and so, so we come to this passage, Joshua 24. It's really at, near the end of Joshua's life. Now, you've got to understand that the people of Israel had seen great and mighty things in, by the hands of God. Great and mighty things. If you read through the book of Joshua, you read through all these things, you see God's hand and his mercy and his, and his delivering power and how he worked with the people of Israel. And Joshua's about to check out. Let me, let's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back one verse. It's not up there, and I'll read this. He says, I gave you the land on which you had not labored, and the cities which, which you had not built, and you have lived in them, and you are eating of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. Now, remember, Joshua's, he's, he's getting ready to hit the time card. He's done. Now, therefore, he says to the people, this is Joshua, Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your father served beyond the river in Egypt, and serve the Lord. If it's disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the, beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in, in whose land you are now living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, what he was throwing out there, and, 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 you, and you'll read, if you read on, you'll find that he says, look, the people said, look, we're going to serve God. And, 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 and Joshua comes back and says, look, God's, God's a jealous God. If you say you're going to serve him, you're probably going to fail, and he's going to come and he's going to take you out of this land. They said, but no, we will serve the Lord. They made a choice. They made a choice. Some things, some things have, have shifted a little bit, of course, with the, with the new covenant, but the choices are still there. Who will you serve? Who will you serve? Now, in this land, in this world, there, there are many. In fact, let me just share with you a conversation I had. I think it was, it was, it was Friday. It was on my way. I had my day off, you know. So I, so I said, well, there's grass growing here and grass growing there in the, in the, in the, in the parking lot. I've got to kill the grass and stuff. And I had a whole day planned out of all this stuff. And I, I, I was breaking valley to work and flat tire. And so, you know, God has a purpose and a reason for everything. You know, I mean, it, the scripture tells us, I mean, someone would say, well, that's really stretching it. God's got a reason in the flat tire. Well, stranger things have happened. I really didn't like it much, okay? Because it really set me back. But God had an appointment for me. And so I'm, I called AAA, you know. I mean, I, I tried a thing, and I said, that impact wrench was too much for me, so I couldn't get the tire off. So I called AAA. That's why I paid AAA. So they'll come and rescue me when I, when I don't want to get my hands dirty. 
And so, and this guy pulls up in Buteris. Okay, he's got a big flat bed. He pulls the car up there, and I, and I get in. I see, he says, where do you want me to take you? And I said, take me to Monroe. They're going to put tires on my car. And, and he found out what I did, and he said, oh, I believe all that stuff. So what are you talking about? He says, I believe all of it. In other words, you know, many, in other words, there's lots of ways to God. I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I'm for it all. I'm for it all. And, and something rose up in with me. Now, I don't always, like, sometimes I just don't want to argue with people. Anybody, anybody with me there? I, I just say, okay, it's like, okay, how do I unravel this knot? In five minutes or less. You know, I, we're going to be in Monroe in no time at all. How do I unravel this? I don't know how to unravel. I know how to unravel. I said, that's a lie. Now, I didn't want, I said, I, I'm not here to, to abuse you or to, 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 uh, to, to insult you, but I want you to know that's a lie. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and no one gets to the Father except by me. Say, now, I'm, I'm not there to abuse this man. God has sent me to say, do you want to believe that and go to hell? I am here for you so that you won't. I want you to know that what you're believing is a lie. That was my purpose. That's why I had a flat tire on Friday. God didn't want that man to go to hell. He needed to hear one more time. One more time, that God said, I love you. I have sent my only son so that you would not have to die. That's what I gave him. There are a lot of choices that people make in this world. Lots of choices. And we sit out here, you know. I, I know, especially young people too. Uh, we, we're living the day to day, and you might say in the nasty now and now, Right? We live out here, okay? And there are, and, and, and like it or not, we're making choices and the, and the influences in our lives are not always spiritually edifying, okay? The things that we watch, the things that we do, the, the friends that we have, all the things that, that, that are a part of our life influence us in one way or another, not to mention the, 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 the person inside that, that, that wants shortcuts, that says that, you know, I don't want to get too religious here. Okay? I just want to get religious enough, you know, to miss the big fire at the end. <laughs> yeah? It's true. It's true. We, we play the game. How close can I get? You know, it's like, how close can I get? Like, have you ever had a little flame? Just stick your finger in it just, just, and slow it down. I mean, how, you know... And, I can still do this, and, it's, and, it's, and it's lap, the flame is lapping on my finger, a little smoke there, but it's still not hurting, you know, yet. <laughs> Slow it down a little bit. How close can I get? We play the game. We play the game. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy, that we, but we play the game. There is a, there is a passage of Scripture, Hebrews 11, and I, I won't read the whole thing. It's called the chapter of faith. It, it, it reads something like, by faith, Abraham. By faith, uh, uh, by faith, uh, uh, Gideon. By faith. All, and it records all of these wonderful things that God did in people because they simply trusted and believed him. Okay? You know, I want you to know it was really an inconvenient thing 
for, for Noah to have to build a boat. I mean, it went on for years. And they were laughing at him. They wouldn't listen. How would you like to preach? I, if you're a pastor, how would you like to preach for, for, for years and years and years and have no converts at all? They think you're crazy because of the life you're living. He's out there pounding away on a boat. Really inconvenient. And there are a lot of things like that. There are a lot of things when God calls you to live this life of holiness and this life of purity, live this life of, 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 of sanctifying grace, there are a lot of inconvenient things. I say that like tongue-in-cheek, okay? Inconvenient because there are some things that he doesn't want you to do. But inside you want to do them. There's, there's this desire. You want to do them. You want to live this way. You want to live that way. You want to, you, you want to hang out with your, your, your friends. You want to drink. You want to, you want to do drugs. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to hang out. You want to, you want to shack up together. You want to do this. You want to do that. And still play the game thinking that God's hand has not left you. Choose this day whom you will serve. Let's not, let's just, let's paint the line down the center of the aisle and say, this is, this is, this is either in or it's out. Don't play the game that we're in, but we're really out. In Hebrews 11, you see all this stuff of faith where God's done so many wonderful things. And I, and, and there's, there's something here, there. God's faithful. God's blessed. He's healed. He's strengthened. And I would, I would like to kind of take a mirror and take, the, take that passage and, 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 and if, there's a, if there's light from that passage to turn it around and then, shh, then cause it to flash across the congregation and say, can you think of the times when you were in a difficult spot and you called upon him and he said Yes. Can you think of the times when there wasn't enough money and you called upon him and he got you through? Can you think of the times when, when perhaps that, that situation in school just wasn't the way, way where it should be and you called upon him and he answered? How many times if you will take this trip back with me in your mind of all the things that he has done, every, every prayer he's answered, I know we play the game of uh, what's he done for me today, okay? But let's, 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 let's cast our vision wider and remember his faithfulness to us daily, yearly, okay? How he has delivered our children. He, how he has answered and done so many wonderful things and What has he done for you? And it's in the context of this that I submit to you that you must choose. You must choose. You must choose. Choose today who you will follow. Your parent, children, your parents can't do this for you. Your friends can't do this for you. It is a privilege that you can choose. 
God has given you that, that you can choose. The day-to-day stuff, sanctification, purity. There's some of the things which influence our choices. Knowledge, personal bias, okay? Our friends. You know, that's one of the reasons why we need to choose good friends. I remember I was on a ship. Let me just share with you. Men on a ship in foreign ports, okay, can be pretty seedy. Be pretty seedy. And some of you might, you know, and so, so there was a guy on my ship I used to hang out with. Now, uh, I didn't care for his religion. He was a Mormon. But he had the same kind of beliefs and purity and morality that I, I, I held to. And we strengthened each other and we walked together through those places. Okay? It's important... Young people, it's important older people, the kinds of people that you connect yourself to. I'm not talking about acquaintances. I'm talking about friends, people who have influence in your life. Okay? Acquaintances don't have that much influence, but the people who own my heart have influence in my life. It's important that I choose wisely there. Expediency sometimes influences my choices. What's the quickest way from here to there? Sometimes it takes me, if I take that trip through the easiest and the quickest route, what I perceive to be the easiest route, it takes me through a place of spiritual danger. How about my own desire sometimes? What's, what's the, James said, you're tempted when you're drawn away by your own Disgusting desires. Didn't say disgusting, but I threw that in there. Okay? You're tempted when you're, when you're drawn away by your own evil desires. I mean, and, I mean, I don't know about you, but we all have those, you know? It's like the, you don't even have to, have to think about it. It just kind of come. Some of the things that we wrestle with this, in this world. And children, if you haven't, if, you know, oh, I'm not even going to go there. Today, the choice is not about the mundane things of life. What I'll eat, what will I wear, but how shall I live? How shall I live? It's the big choice. The power of choice, the power to live for God. I already said, Jesus said, I am the way. Choose. Jesus said, I am the way. Choose. Choose. He said to, to the people walking, as he walked by the, by the seashore, they were cleaning their nets. He says, follow me. Choose. He speaks to you. Follow me. Choose. There were two paths, a narrow path and a wide path. Choose, choose, choose. Who will you serve? Who will you serve? Will you serve yourself? Will you serve 
the gods of the land, you know, materialism, yeah? the political, the political arena. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Will you serve those things? Will you choose God? Will you choose Jesus? Will you choose music? Stand with me, if you will. This is the big choose. This is the big choose. God has blessed you. You have evidence in your life that he has blessed you. God has answered prayers over and over and over. I'm bringing you, I'm, I'm asking you today to choose. Choose. I'd always say, choose Jesus. Choose to serve God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul. I've got young people. Tyler, he's getting, getting ready to go off to college. Okay? We've got, you know, you walk out of this and we all, out of this congregation. And we've got people who are going in all directions. We've got people going into the military. On, every, on, any given, on any given Monday, you're at the shop or you're working wherever you are. Choose. Choose. You know, the truth is, is, there's a lot of wind that blows against your sail. The current pushes against the freeboard on your ship. Those influences have to give way to your choosing. (laughs) Those influences have to give way to the heart that says, I will choose. I will follow him. In the boardroom, at the service station, in the jail, in the post office, at the school. A heart that says, I will choose to serve him. Those influences will be there, but they have to give way to the person who says, I choose to serve God. I choose to serve Jesus with all of my heart, with all of my mind and all of my soul. Choose to serve him today. Choose to to make Jesus your Lord, not just your Savior, but the Lord of your life. You know the difference, don't you? Savior's fire insurance. Lord of my life is the one that that I say, yes, sir, no, sir. I turn left, I turn right. I give you my all. Choose. God's given you that. Choose. Let's worship and sing. Hallelujah. This altar's open. Anyone who wants to pray, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want to pray with you. If you're here today and you've never given your heart to Jesus, you've never made this choice today, and you want to make that choice today, let me, let me see your hands. Come, come, come and pray around this altar. Come and pray around this altar. 
those of you who have made this choice before, but today you feel your heart is stirred to choose him again and reaffirm and say, I will walk with you, God. I will walk with you. My heart is yours. My life is in your hands. I choose to follow you. I choose to follow you. I don't know about you, but I I need these moments where I'm once again brought to a place of uh, and encouraged to say, "How do you want to live?" And I'm encouraged again to say, "I choose to serve Jesus. I choose to serve Jesus." And on the strength of, of those decisions and on the strength of, of that that's going on in my heart, I walk out and, and I live imperfectly, but with that true north that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, there's no other way. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's who he is and that's where we'll go. Amen. As we go from this place today, remember there's no service tonight or Wednesday. Wednesday's the 4th. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy family and friends and all the things that are so fun about uh, the celebrations that God gives us. Amen? Go with him. Love one another and enjoy, enjoy the faith that he has given you in Christ Jesus. Amen.